0: Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli. Using my experience as a former professional athlete, I will take you inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we've become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. What's up, everybody? I hope you are doing well and staying safe and using this time to get better, get better at something. I know physically it's difficult if you're going through an injury recovery that you don't have the physical place to go, a physical therapy center or a gym, but just know that there's other things that we can do and ways we can adapt. And I think that is one of the big things that keeps coming up is that during your recovery from an injury, you learn how to adapt. And I think that this time in the world too is allowing us to figure out all the ways that we can adapt and to show that we are adaptable, which is really neat in our overall life journey. So. Today I am bringing you guys a conversation with a friend of mine, Jordan Gisalva, and she talks about so many different things that I feel like are really interesting and I wanna get your guys' take. When you listen to this, if you repost the podcast on your Instagram and tag something that you guys liked from what Jordan said, I will then write your names down and once I'm done, with the shipping hiatus I have for the ACL Club, I'll go ahead and send you a show your scars bracelet for free, just for helping spread the word and sharing not only your own strength in this journey, but sharing the strength of Jordan as she tells her story too. So there's a lot of good things here. I'm not gonna ruin it because I want you guys to dig in and really try to find something that speaks to you. Here she is, Jordan DeSalva. I'm not talking to myself. We have a double Jordan situation happening. <laughs> How you doing, Jordan?
1: I'm good, what about you? I'm doing well. I am
0: really staying busy, I feel like, during this time where we're at our houses. I feel like I've been going one thing to the next. How have you been doing with all that being locked down?
1: Yeah, I feel very busy. Um, because I'm starting my own business and there's just a lot to do. Um, I'm also still allowed to go to physical therapy. So I'm still doing that. I don't feel super, uh, locked up, I guess you could say. (laughs) So that's been nice.
0: That's really nice that you can still go to physical therapy. Are you going to active care in the city still?
1: I'm actually not. Um, I found one, (laughs) I found one in Oakland and it's just, one, 10 minutes from my house, not even. Mm. And it's one-on-one attention where as the other place wasn't so much and that's what I need. So a lot yeah. of like massage stuff, which has been really great. I've found that that is key. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's been really good. Yeah.
0: There's nothing like a good massage when you're trying to get like range of motion back and like-
1: yeah. like I feel like that's very- It's not missing, but I do think a lot of people don't focus it on it a lot and that's what this place does. And so it's like 30 to 45 minutes of just massaging out Mm. whatever is like hurting or trying to figure out what's hurting and loosening that up. And it usually feels honestly like so great after. So it's fantastic.
0: Do you find that too, this is a tangent and I'm already getting off on a tangent, but do you find that even just like that human touch and like the interaction of like somebody else working on your knee and like that hands-on approach like really helps you not only physically but mentally because I think we see our knees as like such a broken, we can see them as like broken or like even ugly at times that like when somebody else is working on it, I for me, it always made me feel so much better.
1: Yeah, no, I cannot massage my knee or whatever without it like working. I don't feel any benefit whatsoever. I almost hate touching it. So um having someone work on it and like just even the muscles around it is so helpful. And I think that's what has made me heal so much quicker. Yeah. And just been like, Fantastic.
0: Okay. Well, now that we've jumped into physical (laughs) talk, (laughs) I want people to know a little bit more about you, Jordan. Uh, So give us a little bit background on who you are, where you're from, and um, the sport that got you into uh, this SCAR club that we are all about.
1: Yes. Um, So I'm 25. I'm from Southern California. I played for Slammers and then team called breakaway and then blues my last year so all those SoCal teams um what else oh i went to santa clara university um no broncos yeah i started playing honestly i have three older sisters and i was like born at the soccer field like i would take naps in the wagon that my dad got just so i could sleep at the field Um, so I was kind of born into it. Um, I didn't know any better, not like my parents were just forcing me to play soccer, but that's all I wanted to do. I did play all the other sports, but soccer, like I knew at like age four that that was going to be like my sport. Um, so that's how it all started. um, I have a question before you go yeah. into the next thing. <laughs> you played for the
0: Breakaways? Did you score a lot of breakaways or like what is with that <laughs> name? <laughs>
1: um, so I we played I was playing for Slammers. Um, I wasn't very happy and I was actually going to quit soccer but one of my old coaches decided to create a team and they named it off of his brother's old team which was called Breakaway and that's where we got the name from, got like it. it had nothing to do with like scoring or like breaking away from <laughs> another team, which was like the big like thing, but it I was, was just thinking
0: you guys it. only <laughs> counted goals if they were
1: breakaways. Oh no. I mean, we did have a lot of breakaways, but yeah, definitely not, not why.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, so you knew that soccer was going to be a part of your life from a young age. Was there a point where you thought, wow, I want to keep playing this as long as possible. Like this is something that like fuels me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, so what I have a sister who's six years older than me and she, like, I watched her go to college for soccer and go professional. And at like probably 12 or 13 is when I was very, very serious about it. I was like, I'm like, there was no doubt that I was one going to go to college, but to go pro, like that was ingrained in my brain. And so I think that's when I kind of realized, like after I saw it, that it was going to be something pretty serious.
0: <laughs> it's so cool to have that. You know, a lot of people don't have that experience in their like immediate family like that, but for you to have something like that so close to you and really like put into real life that that is an actual something you can do, right? Like prof- being yeah. a professional athlete to a lot of people is like, those people are like mythical characters, right? They're yeah. not real life human beings. And for you to have somebody so close to you to be like, okay, I could do this. Like I really could do this.
1: Yeah. There was like, honestly, no doubts really like at that age, but mm-hmm. I mean, we're not very doubtful then anyways, but right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was very certain. And so yeah, that was really cool.
0: So the dream was inside of you, but it didn't all go exactly the way that you would have liked it to go. Um, I know you've dealt with multiple injuries cause I know you, uh, fairly well from being a, a fellow Santa Clara Bronco and you, if anybody has been following ACL club for a while, Jordan actually did a lot of content for us last summer during the women's world cup. So she's helped out a lot with stuff we we've done with ACL club, but, um, injuries are a part of your story and maybe derailed a little bit of your goals so just um what injuries have you gone through and at what times in your career have those happened
1: freshman year at santa clara was like probably the best year of my life um why'd you I, choose santa like, clara uh definitely the atmosphere of the team um i i visited plenty of schools but none of them felt like, not welcoming, but just something I wanted to go to. Like it didn't seem fun. (laughs) Um, And I think I had two visits to Santa Clara. The first one was without the team. So honestly, I didn't really like it because you don't get to see that aspect of it. And that's like why. Huge aspect. That's literally why I went to Santa Clara. And the second time was with the team and I was like, all right, I'm like, sign me up, like right now. Um, <laughs> it's just so different, and I think a lot of people, I mean, everyone who's gone through Santa Clara knows that, and that is for sure why I decided to go there. Yeah. So you had a really good freshman year. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, great freshman year. Um, and then sophomore year wasn't going like I just I don't know what it was. It just like wasn't going as well and. I started to play really well and I came off a two game weekend where I was like wow like I'm finally feel like it's clicking and like everything's back to normal um and so yeah you go like game Friday game Sunday you'll go like maybe have practice on Monday and then Tuesday you get ready for the next weekend and we're starting conference that weekend and it was a big game against Pepperdine like that was one of our rivals um and we are doing 11v11 practice and I go into a tackle. And I honestly, before, like I tore my ACL, I had no idea what really my ACL was and what it did or anything. But I fell to the ground and I literally thought I got hit by a huge like train. And I knew immediately I knew something was wrong. I was like, wow, I tore my ACL. But at the same time I was like, what is my ACL? Right. Isn't it yeah. weird how you
0: just know? Yeah. Like I never yeah. really thought of that before, but like that no. has to be it. Yeah.
1: Like I had no idea what it felt like or anything. It just did not feel right. And I like, they kind of rushed the whole process and I kind of knew then that something wasn't right. And I found out the next day that I had torn my ACL. So, that whole thing lasted for like 10 months, I think. But during that time, like the recovery time, it was pretty painful. Like, I don't think people realize going through ACL surgery that it's not ever comfortable. Like you, I don't think I ever really felt comfortable or back to myself, like in those 10 months. Um, mm-hmm. what, and do like- you
0: feel like you were, Pushing through pain, or did you feel like, man, I don't know what kind of pain I can push through or not?
1: Yeah, it's like a fine line of pushing through pain, or like, is it just sore? I mean, still, yeah. to say, I can't still figure it out. But like, I mean, I know that if your knee's swollen for two days, something's wrong. Um, so I think it was like the pressure of still being kind of new to the team and being injured and wanting to get back to the field, but not knowing like, am I complaining or is it just gonna feel like this sometimes? So that was something I really struggled with coming back from my ACL. And just like, at the beginning was very tough. I was like, I'm not gonna be close to any of my friends anymore. Like they get to like dance and have fun before a game and I can't even do that. Um, I can't go run or whatever, I hate running, but I was like, wow, I can't run.
0: it's amazing how much you want to run when you can't do it
1: right yeah yeah and um so those were like definitely very very tough times but I think what did
0: you feel like was the most difficult in that first rehab or like what did you wish you would have known to do things differently because you said that you were it was really challenging. Right. And even, even that pain that you were having, do you wish you would have known, okay, I have more time or I don't have to rush this or if you could give yourself some kind of advice for that, what would you give yourself?
1: Yeah, I think there's always like that standard timeline that doctors will give someone when they tear their ACL, like a year or 10 months or whatever, like you're going to be doing this at three months and then at this, you're going to be doing at six months. And, um, I think, like, I mean, I'm someone that likes to have that timeline. So I'll be like, oh, at this point, I'm going to be able to do this. And so I don't know if I was like holding standards for myself when I shouldn't have been because everyone is so different and how your body heals is so different. And um, each like step, for example, isn't always going to go like perfect and like being able to accept that and except that it might take longer, or it could go quicker, um, was something I wish I knew before, because I don't know, you sometimes get down on yourself when you're not on track, for example, Uh, and that's something that's very important to keep in mind, is there's not really a timeline, yeah, even though it's hard, especially with college, you only have 20 or so games, and so you want to get back for that season, but yeah,
0: it's, I felt like, the same thing, and one of the things that I think I wish I would have known is it's not it's not about next season. It's about your life. You know, yeah. it's like about it's about for the next seventy years. It's about, yeah. um, you know, yes, can I can I try to play next season? Okay, that's great. Like, yes, I should absolutely do that. But if I don't start running in three months, does it doesn't make me worse. It doesn't make me a, less of an athlete or. Uh, not good at this recovery or any lesser than you know i think that we just get fixed sometimes on timelines and it can have a negative effect on our mentality
1: yeah exactly and i don't think i personally realized that until recently that like your well first off your health is the most important um i know some people only have college to play and that could definitely hinder like or not hinder but you caught, you get more stressed out, like thinking about that. But um, I learned the hard way that you need to be a hundred percent before you come back. And so not putting that extra stress on getting back in time or like looking up to like the wrong people. So like, I would always see these pro athletes getting back so quick, but they have all these doctors and therapists and masseuses working on them to get back as soon as possible. And that's realistically, that's not going to happen for everyone. So that's also something that, you, I should have Wish I known because yeah. I mean, like I said, everyone's different.
0: I love that. And I think that kind of flows into what you were going to say going into um, the next challenge that you faced.
1: Yes. I feel like I, I don't know if I rushed or not. Like I said, like I never felt a hundred percent normal and I wish I kind of, force myself or like felt pressure from anyone else. Um, can I interrupt you really quick yeah. and ask you when you're saying
0: that Jordan because I feel like a lot of people say that, can you pinpoint what it was
1: that you remember that didn't feel normal to you? Um, I mean, I think it was just strength wise that was really the big issue. Um, like till this day I don't really have my quad muscle back and um, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to blame anyone. Cause I like, I have no idea what was really going on. Um, but I do feel like in college, it's kind of a tricky situation with your physical therapist, your coach, uh, your doctor, like it's just the, the relationships are different. You have to go through so many different people to like, get the right answer. And you feel like you're complaining. Um, But you're saying
0: like, trust your body and if something doesn't feel right, know that your body is telling you something and fight for that.
1: Yeah. Like you don't have to push through it just because you need to like prove someone wrong or something or Mm -hmm. like, and that's, I feel like I did that a few times. Um, And that's like coming back. I felt, I felt like. I mean I did feel good, but like it's never like a great feeling, you know. I don't know if you felt like that, if you're neat. I hear people say like, oh my God, I feel like I've never torn my ACL and honestly I never felt like that. Yeah, I until that. recently. Yeah. yeah. Until recently, which is like six years later. Maybe that's too much, five years, I don't know. Um, and I do think like pushing through all those things and not getting the proper attention is really why I never felt the way. Mm-hmm. But like feel normal. Um, so yeah, I w- I came back. Um, my first full game was against Stanford and I went knee to knee with someone. And yeah, I ended up um hyper extending it. I should have retorn my ACL, but I just got that fracture that some people get on their tibia. Oof. Yeah. And I played two games after that. I told people How? that it- I told people that it was very, very painful and that I could barely run. And I was told that it was probably just scar tissue. Yeah. And I finally, like, it took a long time to speak just to the head therapist and he was like, well, could you play if it was the NCAA tournament? And I was like, yeah, I would play, but would it hurt? Yeah. And he was like, okay, then we should probably get you an MRI. So I got an MRI and that's when we found out. Um, And then I was fine the rest of the season after I took like three weeks off, but I still felt that pressure because I was like, Oh, I want to go out there and play. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not going to fully Like, I don't know. Is it fully healed? I'm not sure, but it doesn't really hurt. So I'm going to keep playing. So I made it through that season. Next year, my junior year, I was just, it was at practice. We were just shooting. And after practice, my knee swelled up. It was like, three times the size of my left one. And I was just like, what the heck? I literally haven't done anything to have injured myself. And I didn't feel like I injured myself. Um, but I was walking and it started getting the catching feeling. And I, I mm-hmm. was Googling. Cause I was just like, oh my gosh, what's happening. Um, and I was like, oh no, I hope I didn't tear my meniscus. Like, I don't know. So we got another MRI and it just showed that I had a piece of cartilage floating around. Um, so I played cause we were at towards the end of the season. So it was the tournament and I played the rest of the time, but my leg was getting skinnier and skinnier because I wasn't able to like get that muscle and protect it. And so I think it got worse. Mm. <laughs> um, I now have a piece of cartilage missing behind my kneecap. And I think that's why it's big and like causes me issues. Um, So that was my last time I had to get surgery to get that piece taken out. And I then it was my senior year. So going into senior year, I wasn't doing the summer trainings or anything because I was still recovering. There was still some issues going on. Like, I don't even know what it was. (laughs) Um, But by the time preseason came, I was able to do everything, not comfortably, but, like, I would always tape it and do – the most, you know, like mm-hmm. I sit 24 seven, all that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, my senior year was great. It ended up being good. After these multiple
0: injuries and going into that last preseason for your senior year, did you adapt how you trained at all? Or were you just like, I have to do everything. Did you feel the pressure on yourself or pressure from other people that you have to do everything? Cause that's one thing I hear a lot from people is like, yeah, I have to do it, like it's my team's all doing it, and I'm like,
1: no, you don't like, yeah your
0: your body's different than other people's,
1: yeah, I definitely felt that my like after I recovered from my a c l just because I was then back and I was like, well, like everyone else who's torn the a c l is doing it type of thing. Um, and even if that does happen, like even if someone did tear your ACL at the same time and they're doing everything doesn't mean you have to do everything still. Cause like you could be at a totally different spot. Um, I do think I felt that pressure, but towards the end, not only did like my teammates understand that my knee was just not normal compared to everyone else's, but I kind of was like, I don't care. I just want my knee not to hurt hurt <laughs> yeah. and I want to play in the game. So I'm not going to like risk more injury and impact. Like the turf fields are so bad for us. And just kind of trying to manage it. I would always wear a compression sock if needed. That really helped me with swelling and I still wear it to this day. Um and icing was yeah. definitely like ways I tried to manage it. And just like mentally like kind of reminding myself that not a lot of people have gone through this and like, you don't need to compare your like practice style or game Mm -hmm. style compared to everyone else who doesn't have these problems.
0: Yeah. So many good things that you've said throughout that Jordan is, uh, you know, don't compare yourself to other people's journey that, uh, you have to trust your gut and say you know if i don't feel if something doesn't feel right like it's okay sticking up for myself and and knowing that like this that your journey is going to be different than anybody else's and and for you getting through this and really trying to like get away from that pain right Uh, because you were in a lot of pain throughout a lot of your soccer career there towards the end. And how, how did you cope? How did you cope with the rehab? How did you, what were things that helped you get through when mentally and physically, maybe it was really difficult?
1: Um, I rehab was something I would look forward to it, but then I wouldn't at the same time because it's like two hours long. Um, some of the things are super tedious and really annoying. I'm just wondering if it even helped me. Obviously, it does, but at the time, you're like, oh, I don't want to do these. Um, but I feel like I would look at rehab like a practice for me. Like I was able to lift and work out and get, I just knew that it was going to help me get back to where I wanted to be. And I would also do rehab out on the field when our team was practicing. So I felt more involved and like I was actually there and a part of the team. I feel like a lot of people do it in their training room away from everyone. And I think that's a hard thing to do because you're not involved with the team whatsoever. Um, So like I would always roll the bike out onto the field or bring weights and stuff out onto the field and do all my exercises out there. And I mean, my trainer liked it like they didn't care because they also were able to go out there. Um, so I think that was like a big thing. Uh I remember messaging someone when I was doing the ACL Club and they asked like how they stayed involved or how to stay involved. And that was the biggest thing for me was always being out on the field when we would go practice. Like even if I couldn't kick the ball, but I could be out there and just like be with the team and like the coaches and do the things I needed to do too, but still felt included.
0: Yeah. That that really served you in that moment. And I think it's like our advice on that is everybody we keep saying this like everybody's different right you could have if if that wasn't serving you at the time I'm sure you would have been okay with being like hey like this is too hard for me I have to step away for right now for right now but I love that that is something that really helped you cope is like staying around the team and feeling like you were still a part of it and um is there anything that you did to help either like fuel that creative side that we lose when we're playing or pursue a different passion that maybe you weren't able to do when now you're injured and you're like, okay, I can't play my sport. Maybe I'll try this or this.
1: Yeah. Um, well at the time I was pretty focused on just soccer. So, I mean, lifting and working out was definitely something where I got to, because you can start lifting. So not, so early, but pretty early with your ACL, that was a way I could work out and feel like I was like getting something done or like being a part of something. So that was something I would really lean on. I guess you could say, I was really excited to go to therapy when we were doing lifts and stuff. That was something that felt as close to soccer for me. Like as normal. The- it kind of felt yeah. normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I did have two more surgeries after that. And so I can talk about what else got me into different creative outlets. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. Well, so after my cartilage, I went to Norway. Well, after my senior year, I went to Norway and played there. And during practice, I I don't know why I did this. I reached across my body to stop a ball. And my foot landed on the ball weird. It like popped a bunch of times. And I, I knew right away that something was wrong. But I kind of was also like, this is ridiculous. Like, there's no way I hurt my knee again. So I'm going to keep practicing. Um, it still hurt. And so I told the trainer after we got an MRI. They couldn't really see what was going on. They thought I, well, I had torn my PCL partially. Um, but that wasn't the main issue, I tore my post-lateral corner. So that that's the thing, that's a ligament that connects your meniscus to your shin bone mm. out of the root. Yeah. And so I ended up having surgery on that. And In Norway? Yeah. And that's kind of like a ACL surgery because they have to sew it back into your bone and you have to be on crutches for like six weeks in whatever. But I was still getting pain after and i hadn't even like worked out or done anything it was like almost five months after surgery and i was still feeling this weird catching and it was still getting swollen and so one of my doctors out here well now he's my only doctor he's like the best um <laughs> he, he reached out to me and was basically like this is not normal i don't care who you see but you need to see someone and so i saw him and we found out that i had a torn meniscus and it probably happened during surgery, my surgery in Norway. And so that's what I've been recovering from now. And I've definitely had multiple issues. Like I had a huge bursa behind my knee that we had to take care of. I had that piece of cartilage missing behind my kneecap. That's still bothering me, but it's so much better now. Um, and I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm done playing soccer. I always want to keep that open just because it's so fun and I love to do it and I can't believe I'm not playing, but like at the same time I want to stay healthy. And like you said, like, this is when I realize that my body is my body for, you know, however long. And if I don't have a knee, I can't do what I want to do. Like you can't even go walking down the street. And so I've sort of taken my health more seriously. <laughs> and I think sometimes even just like releasing that
0: pressure of like I have to get back to something and just being like I I want to be the like the best version of me, like the the healthiest me I can be uh coming back from it. I think even letting that go like that helped me. I know during my third ACL I didn't know if I was ever going to play soccer again and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just keep rehabbing as if I will, but like, it really might not be a reality. So.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I have not put pressure on myself to get back or anything. It's like taking longer than what my doctor said, obviously, but he also was like, it can take this long, but at the same time, like you don't want to put a timeline on it. And I haven't, I had surgery in September and it's now March and I'm still not, I'm now running at 60%, but I I feel great. Like I haven't even thought about like, Oh my God, when is the next game? Like I need to be ready type of thing. But I do feel like in college it's so different for that. You know, you're always going to feel pressure. So, and um, I think it's pressure that
0: there's, there's multiple ways that pressure comes from its external pressure, but also it's an internal pressure too. And it's releasing ourselves from saying like, man, I can like actually let my body heal and I don't have to force this. I don't have yeah. to like, yeah. and that's a big thing. Like, yeah. Cause I
1: know I put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah, and, me too. Yeah. But I think it's also that timeline thing that totally thinking that like, yeah. you kind of just have to let it go.
0: Yeah. So through this, really these last couple of injuries, as you've been back in the U S yeah. you've, you've, or maybe it started in Norway, but you've really found another passion in helping not only yourself, but other people as well.
1: Yes, yeah, so I through the surgeries I developed a bunch of gut issues just because of the medications and stuff, and I wanted to figure out why this was happening, and I did. But I then got really passionate about health and wellness, so I became a health coach. I just finished my certification. Um, yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I my plan is to, or will not plan, but goal is to help athletes and just people dealing with gut health issues to feel their best. And I have a know. question. Yes.
0: If, if people are going through ACL recovery right now and they are curious about how to uh, maybe flush some of those toxins out of their body mm-hmm. from medicine, from anesthesia, is that something that they could come to you with and, uh, you know, use your yeah. services?
1: Yes, Totally. I love, that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Cause I yeah. think
0: I still, I think my body is still trying to recover. I haven't had surgery in 10 years. And I think my body is just getting to the point where I feel like I'm, I'm rid of all of the anesthesia and all the, the like factors that I really think messed me up for a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, no one really pays attention to that part of it. It's all just like, okay, you all have surgery. And then after this, take these medications and then good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Like I never took a probiotic. I never ate well because I didn't think that really affected me. And so that's why I kind of got really passionate about, um, just food, for example, playing a big role in your life. And Uh that's something I never really did in college, but we also weren't taught it. So, right. I, yeah, I'm really passionate about hoping just like the youth in Athletics. That's great. We're gonna Athletic have to get you.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to get you involved with the um, the process and maybe create some content for that to help people um, who have joined that online course. Maybe get some good nutritional advice from yes, you. That would be great. Awesome. Um, <laughs> a couple more things. So, where are you at in in this process, and how do you feel like? What do you feel like in the last few months has helped you the most as far as your recovery goes?
1: Um, the first thing is taking all the pressure off, uh, healing takes a very, very long time for some people, maybe not for others. Um, to finding like a therapist or someone who you really like and feel like they serve you. Um, I found someone that serves what I need, which is a lot of manual massaging work and then strength. Um, three would be advocating for yourself if you're not feeling like something's right definitely say something until you find the answers I think those are really good things yeah so. yeah um, all those things. and just like celebrating the small wins like I some days I'm like man I can't do anything but that's totally fine and I'm going to take it off until I feel better like I took two days off after I ran which was great but it kind yay, of hurt. yeah yeah so I took two days off before I felt normal again and where it didn't hurt um And then I was able to do a full workout today at physical therapy. And so that was really exciting. And you need to be proud and excited about that. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that's such a good thing to nearly end on is just that idea of like rest is not inactive. Like rest is really beneficial and it can serve you in so many ways throughout not only this process, but life as well. And I think we're all getting a big dose of that right now.
1: Yeah. That's what like with this whole coronavirus thing, I think people like, I think us as humans think we can't stop ever. And like, that's what we're told is like be the best achieve, achieve, achieve. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like resting's horrible, but it's actually like the best thing. And that's what I've realized throughout this whole thing is that I, sometimes I do feel lazy. Don't get me wrong, but my body's healing in multiple different ways. And that takes time and like the less, Less is more, honestly. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jordan. Before I let you go, how can people follow you right now?
0: Not only you um, personally, but what you're doing with uh, nutrition as well and he- uh, health coaching.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I have an Instagram for both. So my personal one is Jordan Gisalva. Um, and then I created a blog called Not Your Average Cup of Joe's. Um, it was Not Your Average Cup of Joe, which because people call me Joe, and I love coffee. But, um, (laughs) Joe with no E. Yes, yes. (laughs) I added my friend Kelly. She also just tore her ACL recently. So she's also going through ACL rehab. But on there, we talk about she does really good recipes that are healthy and like make you feel good type thing um, healthy desserts. And then I post workouts that you can do anywhere, anytime, which is great for right now. And just like, I did some, yeah, after surgery. So I'm kind of like, you know, helping everyone I tried to do.
0: (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's, she has a great, you're going to love this account. And, um, especially like non, you have a lot of workouts that you can do without any equipment,
1: Yeah, no weights or any equipment. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Um, the whole thing. I wanted to give people who didn't have access, access to a workout. So yeah.
0: All right, Jordan, love talking to you. The last thing I'm going to ask you before I let you go, what does show your scars mean to you?
1: Um, I feel like I'm, I don't know if this is the right answer, but I feel there's no right answer. Yeah. 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 Um, like it, It's like a story and I almost feel, it makes you feel pretty badass in a way. Like you've gone through a lot and it reminds me every time I look at it, like she's like, this is a pretty intense scar, but it's like meaningful in a way. Um, So I feel that same thing. It's
0: like, I look at my scars and I'm like, if you got through that, you can get through anything. Yeah, exactly. Jordan, thank you so much. It's been fun talking to you. Yeah,
1: yes. Thanks, you too. I hope you guys liked that
0: edition of Show Your Scars. And I really liked Jordan saying, I don't know if this is the right answer because I don't ask that question to get a right or a wrong answer. I just ask it because I feel like our scars are something that help remind us of how much we've been through and sometimes we have to look at them to be reminded of what our strength is through this process. So, I hope you guys liked all that information and I will tag Jordan in the show notes so you can follow her and her health account on Instagram and hopefully get a little bit inspired right now as we are all quarantined in our house that there's still work in progress to be made and you can keep doing it by taking this journey into your own hands. So, You guys got this, go out there and show your scars with pride.